1: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken show on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
2: The beginning of the newscast, Ken. I don't know. Something happened in my throat. I guess yeah. I'm losing my voice, so I I made some weird noise.
3: <laughs> Play it again. Yeah,
2: oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a there's, there's like a syllable to that and two elements.
2: <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh yeah, they're up
3: and then you go down. there is two separate sounds there. <laughs> Oh, I just do as I'm told, that bro.
2: I know, I know.
3: Yeah, right.
2: That was sexy, wasn't it? Are you going
3: to add that to the collection, yeah. Eric? Of the oh, other sounds? Oh,
2: this is definitely
1: getting yeah. saved.
2: <laughs> Somebody asked me if it was a sneeze. A listener just sent me a message on social media. Oh,
1: oh she noticed. It was a
2: he, and uh, yeah, I'm me. sure a lot of people noticed. I sounded like a ding dong, but I couldn't help it.
1: Is it like a mating sound? I mean, what?
2: <laughs> you know what? I have no control. You know, sometimes things just...
3: It, uh, of course, when you're live, that is going to happen. Yeah, exactly.
2: You. Sure. Thank you, Ken. Aren't he you supposed to, to grab
3: the cough button, though, to reduce the uh, sound of I don't have in a ear? cough
2: button, but I was going <laughs> to shut my mic off, but it was too late. John was cracking up because I'm watching him, and he distracted me, and it was just a train wreck. <laughs> wow.
3: Well, we'll add that to the dumpster next time we throw a <laughs> hack in with all your other sounds we collected.
2: Lovely. I,
1: I don't even know what to call that I don't sound. Either. That doesn't fit in any. It's, kind of it's almost like a gulp. Yeah. I don't kind, know. I've never of, made uh, it before. <laughs> it's half throat clearing, half gulp. I. I, that, I don't know any girl that makes more one of a kind sounds like I'm, you do. I know. You have a whole array of I'm a of them.
2: delicate little flower. Yeah,
1: I know. That's like a lot of odd stuff.
3: All right, right. well, we have a new star at the El Segundo Times when it comes to columnists and their wacky musings. This guy, you see his picture there with the wild hair, John? You know what? He looks
1: like that old comedian Gallagher, doesn't he?
3: That's a good. That's a good comparison.
1: <laughs> Gallagher would have made more sense. Although guy.
3: Gallagher's hair was kind of longer and straighter, this guy's hair kind of puffs out. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it's like it's like I, I I don't know how to describe this this
3: character. Is what they, was that comedian? Sam, Shriver? Avery, and Shriver? Yeah, uh, Avery Schreiber. Yeah. Well, it's, one of the guys was like a fat guy with a big ball of head. Yeah, hair on his head. Yeah. Uh, Sammy he Roth
1: is this guy's name. He's the energy reporter at the Los Angeles Times. I went on his link in, in page. Oh, yeah. he is full of himself. He lists 11 different honors and awards that he's gotten
3: oh. for
1: his environmental journalism.
3: <laughs> well, he, this one was titled, How White and Affluent Drivers Are Polluting the Air, Breathed by LA's People of Color. Yeah. So uh, he writes, like many Angelinos, mm, that's a bad start, I spend a lot of time behind the wheel of my car. I drive from my west side apartment to Dodger Stadium near downtown and further east to hike in the San Gabriel Mountains. I take the 405 freeway north to the san fernando valley to see friends or occasionally south to the la times office or to the airport where i grow my carbon footprint even further he grows his carbon footprint now wait a minute these people are always bragging to us about how we need to step up and use mass transit (laughs) yes he's driving everywhere yeah. Why is it? Hey, Sammy, you mean Metro doesn't... Take the bus.
1: Metro doesn't serve your needs? Yeah. I, I don't understand. Rideshare with somebody. Carpool. <laughs> I grow my carbon footprint.
3: <laughs> wow. So I couldn't help but consider my own complicity while reading a new study from USC researchers finding that Angelenos who drive more tend to be exposed to less air pollution. And Angelinos who drive less tend to be exposed to more pollution.
1: Now get this.
3: That may sound like a paradox, he writes.
1: It's a function of the racism that has shaped this city and its suburbs. It continues to influence our daily lives and a stark reminder of the need for climate solutions that benefit everyone.
3: My colleague Terry Castleman wrote about this study, which was published in the peer-reviewed journal Urban Studies. That's supposed to impress you. Oh, peer review. Yeah. The core finding is that for every 1% increase in miles driven to and from work by people who live in a particular part of L.A. County, there's an estimated 0.62% decrease in the lung-damaging fine particulate matter to which those Angelinos are exposed. 0.62? Wait a second. What kind of
1: formula is this? How the hell would they measure this? For every 1% increase in miles driven, there's an estimated 062 decrease in the lung-damaging...
3: I, I don't even know how to what that means, how to define that or calculate that. Well, he then talked to the lead author, Jeff Boeing, a professor at USC's Saul Price School of Public Policy. He told me it largely comes down to the shameful history, oh, here we go, of L.A. County's low-income communities of color being torn apart to make way for freeways, a history that's been extensively documented by The Times... <laughs> Today, many residents of the county's wider, more affluent neighborhoods who are more able to keep highways out of their lone backyards commute to work through lower income black and Latino neighborhoods bisected by the 10, 110, 105 freeways and more.
1: Yeah. Like I said, all these freeways were laid down 50, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah, the 1950s. Right. So I'm driving on it today in 2023, and I'm a racist for driving on the freeways.
3: Yes, because so, they bisect communities of color and so, you're spewing your toxic fumes. So what am I supposed to do? Uh... I mean, Sammy Roth is not taking
1: the Metro bus. He's not taking the, the homeless train. What am I supposed
3: to do? I didn't build the freeways. Haven't they talked about, not taking the freeways down, but rerouting them? I mean, when Buttigieg talked about this last year, he said something to that effect.
1: They can't even fill a pothole. They're going to reroute the freeway. We
3: need to rethink.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Go reroute the freeway through Beverly
3: Hills. I want to see that one. God. Uh, 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 Well, he talks about, I mean, again, people who don't want a freeway running through their backyard, well, they had to fight to prevent that from happening. I'm sorry, but apparently when all this was going on, there were people in less affluent communities who just weren't as strong uh, a lobbyist. And maybe if it really... You always mentioned, Don, there was a freeway supposed to run through Beverly Hills, wasn't there? Yes, there was. And it should have been built. I always thought more freeways should have been built. (laughs) But they fought it there because they were white
1: affluent. (laughs) Yeah, it created created more traffic on the west side. West side has very little freeway access, which is why it's always jammed up every day.
3: He writes this, as a white guy who's lived on L.A.'s west side for most of my life, I benefited from the region's sordid history as well. Oh Much God. as I try to do my part, oh, taking the train a couple of times a month, walking <laughs> to local coffee shops and restaurants instead of driving across the city, there's no question I contribute to the inequitable air pollution that the study describes. <laughs> and
1: he's guilty about it. How did these people get through the day with all the guilt they have on their shoulders? <laughs> You mean he he doesn't walk to the coffee shop because he wants coffee. He walks to the coffee shop because he's trying to lessen his carbon footprint in uh, uh, poor neighborhoods. This is
3: what he thinks about. And what did I say last hour? I called myself the perspective on this. I like to put everything in perspective. Yes. Do you know how much better car emissions are than they were in like the 60s when oh these freeways were God. being built they're much cleaner than they were they act like this stuff is killing us all the air, the air is not that this bad. is not 1965 go look up go, go
1: look up la downtown pollution they've got photos on it from like the 1950s you can't see across the street and i'm not exaggerating it it's like this thick black smog fog and nice. you can't see anywhere and all that is gone now
3: I I don't understand. What do you want? We have to live. He also mentions, and it comes later in the column, that majority white west side neighborhoods like John cobelts well, he actually puts you in the story, uh, could (laughs) be benefiting from ocean breezes that push pollution into predominantly black and Latino areas. That's the problem (laughs) with the Inland Empire because everything ends up being blown in that direction. Well, that's why the
1: real estate is so
3: expensive.
1: And the poor valley. The valley gets the air trapped too. If you live within a few miles of the ocean, yes, the air is fresher and cleaner and cooler. Uh, The hots aren't that hot. That's why the real estate's expensive. That's what. Yeah, exactly right. What are you going to do? That's kind of the system that we have. So if you make money, you get to breathe cleaner air. That is true. That's the incentive to make some money in life.
3: Imagine if these people were really in charge. They would use the government to confiscate all the properties and what redistribute everything and where people live and that we all uh, live in equitable places so that we have the same exposure to pollution. I don't know. How would you do that? I mean,
1: <laughs> By the end, maybe he starts to realize he's insane. I realize it's not on my shoulders alone to make up for a long history of racist housing policies and freeway <laughs> construction. <laughs> That's right. You are an insignificant little twerp, OK? It's not on your shoulders. It's not your responsibility. In fact, you don't really do a damn thing in life. But, but, but come up with wacky theories on why we should be guilty. Guilty of racism we don't commit.
3: All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM
2: 640.
3: Yeah, we are on from 1 to 4. So if you missed this show live, there's about 40 minutes left, you can pick up the podcast. It's posted up there after 4 o'clock at KFI KFIAM640.com or, of course, the handy iHeartRadio app.
1: Can I to tell access. you something? Quick, funny, but it's true. I'm looking up at the news channels on the TVs, and I see video of people crashing through a barrier, making a charge, and I thought it was a bank run. It was the run at the Mexican border this morning. Oh, yeah, we were going to play that audio. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but I I thought it was the bank run. People like
3: trying to get in the bank to get their money. You mistook the people crossing a bridge for people trying to get into a bag.
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) We'll play that audio at the end of the hour. That was pretty crazy. We're also going to talk about the border when it comes to fentanyl. Uh, A couple of stories popped up, including the president of Mexico basically giving us the finger. Fentanyl is your problem, not ours. Go die. And don't you even think about any military intervention in this country. Boy. Right. What did I say last week? It's big for their economy, the drug trade.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah,
3: well, They let's... would have even more people in poverty You know, what? if we... it wasn't for the drug trade.
1: We got to get those drones that we used on the terrorists in the East. You know, the ones that would hover over the guy. Are you talking about smudging people? Smudging people, right? They, they'd fire mm-hmm. a missile and leave behind nothing but a black smudge in the desert.
3: That's what we do to the terrorists. You want yes. to do that to the cartel people? Yes, they're terrorists. Uh, it's becoming a real... Huge problem in in this country, even if uh, uh, Biden's spokeshole didn't admit that. The cartel guys have killed way more people
1: than the terrorists did. All right. All
3: right. So we'll get to all of that coming up after the news. We'll play that audio. People, uh, a bunch of migrants rushing the border in Texas. Uh, There is going to be pretty soon, within the next two weeks, thousands of people on strike at the L.A. Unified School District. Apparently, this is mostly about the non-teaching workers, but the teachers will probably walk out in sympathy. Local 99 of the Service Employees International Union, that's 30,000 cafeteria workers, bus drivers, custodians, and special ed assistants. Oh, my God. Um, There's an impasse. I'm pausing here because I want to be dramatic. There's an impasse in a months-long negotiation for a 30 percent raise for the lowest earners oh oh. have you ever heard a number like that 30 percent they're they're being apparently they're being offered 30 percent the the janitors want 30 percent yes the cafeteria workers
1: who push. i don't know how
3: many years this is for is it over it's probably over a certain number of years you mean the
1: people who push all that toxic slop at the kids every day and they call it food
3: uh they're adding more vegetable options like I said, the healthy lunch that gets thrown in the trash. God, woof! Uh, they got a lot of
1: nerve, boy. They, this union is like some weird cult religion, isn't it? And, and the teachers. Now I realize the teachers are beyond shame. I mean, just the worst group of human beings, the teachers in a- 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 LAUSD. I mean, God, do you do you have even an ounce of shame after what you did last year? Uh, you know, I
3: was thinking because we've always we've done that story on the. The cafeteria is trying like the healthier lunches and the yeah. kids usually toss it. We should send Deborah Mark over there to eat all the avocados and oh, lentils. Oh,
2: I'd be happy to. Oh,
3: I she bet could you. just sit there like looking in the trash and picking out all the... Well, I wouldn't <laughs> go
2: in the trash. <laughs> well, you
3: just walk up to the kids, you're not going to eat
2: that? Yeah, I'll take it.
3: Even you couldn't take that food.
2: Why? It's awful. Avocado and lentils? It's all just made She badly. loves
3: avocados and lentils.
2: Exactly. In fact, that's what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a salad with avocado and lentils. Wow. And I thought
3: things. of you over the weekend because I was out to lunch with some friends and one of them got avocado toast. Yes. And I said, that's a Deborah Mark staple.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: my favorite.
1: Somebody ought to name an avocado toast dish after you.
2: I know. That would be awesome. Will you do that, but somebody? But you do
3: realize the downside of that? What? They, they think that's elitist. They sometimes pick she, on people that eat avocado toast as being she, one of those people. I know. that Trust, Has I know no what? real worries in life. They're elitist. Trust me, she's elitist. Okay. You know
2: what? Uh, I just don't care anymore what people think. Yeah, I've I've gotten go. to that point. That's right. You know what? I like avocado toast. So there.
3: Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. You'd be proud of it. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes, You're I wear avocado way,
3: toast proudly.
1: She, I she, would
2: post it so I would get lots of likes.
3: She just
1: told me a few minutes ago that uh, she was up last night because of the time well,
2: change. I was. It messed me up. See,
3: I told you, John. I started the show by saying, "Aren't we all worn out from the time change?"
2: Yeah, the, I just and, the, and I also thought about it, and I it was it was well, the strangest thing. And then what? I heard coyotes in the middle of the night. It was just a bunch of how stuff. did the time change?
3: Cap- I mean, what
2: is there? Maybe to that's
1: think why
3: about? you made that noise in the news. Exactly. Right. I'm
2: very tired. I think my voice is tired because I I was thinking, okay, it's it's really it's not really eight thirty, right? It's it, or it's not really nine thirty. It's eight thirty. I, I just yeah, well, was thinking about all that. And this that. went on
1: all night. Well, now it's not, not really 2 o'clock. Kija, it's 1 o'clock. Yes. It's not really See, 3 o'clock. Right yeah. it's two now, o'clock. and I
3: know John's doing the same thing. I'm looking at the bright side. Sundown is after 7 tonight. Oh, I love that.
2: I, I oh, look, now you love that. No, right? I, I am happy to deal with the one night that I got screwed up sleep because I'm going to be driving home tonight, and I'll have, what, three more hours of, of
1: <laughs> well, sun. You could sit in traffic in daylight instead of the dark.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I like driving during the day better.
3: Now, United Teachers Los Angeles is also seeking a 20% wage increase. This is just oh, over two years. Two years. 20%? Yes. So that's the other battle that's going on. If, so now they want to sympathize with the cafeteria workers and their battle.
1: If if outside of, I don't know. By ha- the
3: way, the, the school district's losing enrollment. They're having financial oh, Of
1: course. Well, well, because anybody who can get out is getting out. Outside of, I don't have the money, what's the argument for going to an LAUSD school? As compared to any other choice, charter school, private school, parochial school, homeschool, what what would be the argument to go to LAUSD?
3: After the incredible learning loss that occurred because they shut the schools down. LA Unified shut the schools down for like the longest time. (laughs) How Uh, how How can anybody ask for more
1: money? How can a
3: civilized country have a school
1: system this bad and then they're constantly preaching? About equity and diversity and all that. Eighty percent of the kids are minority kids. And look how they're treated by the union. All these woke hucksters. They are nothing but hucksters. Look what they do to the kids.
3: The average pay for the bus drivers, custodians, and food service workers is $31,825. That's low. And if you live in Los Angeles, that's tough to pay the rent.
1: Well, what are you going to do if you're cleaning toilets and I, serving slop? Of course it pays low.
3: That's been the problem with the L.A. County and L.A. City workforce for years. It's low-paid service workers, and that's the reason why the county always mired in poverty.
1: It's up to you to gain the skills or education to make more money. It's not up to me to pay you more to serve slop to a kid who's not going to eat it anyway. And, and, and by the way... They serve slop, and then the teachers don't want to show up for work. Yeah. I, 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 we were supposed to pay more money for this privilege. Honestly, if if the whole system ought to be shut down, all of it ought to be shut down, and we ought to give vouchers to all the parents, give them X number of dollars, and say, here, you decide what school your what school your kid goes to, and and let's have competition. Let all the schools earn their students and everything will change overnight
3: if all right when we come back we're going to talk about fentanyl the president of mexico has basically said not our problem it's your problem u.s and we'll play that audio of people rushing the border uh, a thousand people tried to march over the yeah, border not at a once. bank run it was not a bank run john made a mistake in the hearing the audio johnny ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere the iHeartRadio app
1: you're listening to john and ken on demand From KFI AM 640.
3: All right, well, let's uh, talk about the border and uh, fentanyl for a few minutes here on the John and Ken show. The Mexican president, we call him AMLO, uh, something like a big box store like Costco. I went to AMLO today.
1: Or one of those uh, multi-level marketing scams.
3: Oh, it does too. His name is Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. A lot of people in Mexico go by three or four names. It's a little excessive. Uh, Well, he basically was responding to some calls about taking uh, stronger measures against the cartels and the fentanyl drugs getting into the United States. They like to, we did the story last week, uh, to produce these news releases where they seized, right? Uh, Huge amounts of fentanyl at the border. What they're not telling you is a lot more got through. That's the problem. We learned this when it came to migrants. Years ago when they would say, well, you know, we detained uh, 100,000 uh, migrants. Hey, yeah, but we only get look, one out of every three caught.
1: Look, uh, we, we got an administration, and it's not the first administration, that that doesn't care. What they'll do is announce their scattered victories when they get a big haul of fentanyl or they bust a ring of drug cartel guys or they pull over some car, and they'll, they'll have headlines. And, and and these investigators live for the headlines. It makes them look good to their bosses. They can get a promotion. They bring good uh, good publicity to the agency.
3: Right. They
1: don't actually care very much. If the administration cared, we'd have drones sending missiles right through the hearts of every single one of these cartel members. That's what we would do. We'd declare a real war and win the war by killing them all.
3: So... The speech he made last week, or the statement he made last week, and again, if you don't know, basically what happens is uh, chemicals are imported from China into Mexico, and then fentanyl is produced at labs in that country, and then the fentanyls moved into the United States. It's been blamed for 70,000 opioid deaths per year in the U.S. Look how many, how many, God, would we spend a trillion dollars on
1: the Iraq and Afghanistan wars? I guess yeah, yeah. sounds right. Over over what? 3000 people that got killed. Here it's 70,000 every year. And we we don't do poop about all the fentanyl coming in the country. Nothing.
3: So when do you hear this? He went on to say, "Well, here we do not produce fentanyl, and we do not have consumption of fentanyl. Why doesn't the United States take care of their problems of social decay?" He went on to talk about single parent families parents who kick grown children out of their houses and people who put elderly relatives in old age homes and visit them just once a year. Oh, he took some real shots of what he thinks is American culture. It's pretty funny. <laughs> He's kind of right. See, in in, the, in Mexico, the elderly just tend to live with their families. They don't. Oh, right. Put right. And, and, and
1: children aren't kicked out of the house. No. And, uh, you know, everybody lives together. They might live in tight quarters, but they're together. Except uh, he doesn't explain how so many of the kids end up working for the drug cartels. <laughs> And, and, and slicing off their rivals' heads.
3: Uh, so, apparently, uh, the U.S. ambassador to Mexico said that we've been talking to Mexico about doing more to stop the scourge of fentanyl to protect both countries. And there was some talk by a couple of congresspeople yeah. that maybe the U.S. needs to take its own military action in Mexico to yeah. stop the cartels. And that's what got AMLO worked up.
1: Well, you you're know, not
3: going to do that.
1: I saw, I heard Lindsey Graham. He went on. Uh, I think Fox, uh, the other day, I heard this, and he was like, let's get the military in there and, uh, you know, let's start killing people. That was his message.
3: Let's invade Mexico? Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean, I, I, or just send out the drones and we'll the smudges. Well, send
1: out, send out, yeah, exactly. Do the drones or do some targeted attacks.
3: I mean, the cartel is marching along there in the Mexican... Well, if they're killing, look... And he, they've he, got their, their their big wheel, a big wagon of fentanyl. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, blow
1: it up. I mean... Either, either 70,000 dead people a year is either a good thing or a bad thing, right? Right. If it's a bad thing, then you have to take action against the country sending it here. That would be Mexico. So so do it. If you don't do it, it means you don't care. I'm thinking the message to American families is, look, the Biden administration doesn't care. Most of the administrations never cared. Clearly, the Mexican administration—I mean, AMLO basically is a spokesman for the drug cartels, Right. So of course he's going to say we don't have a problem here. Of course he is. If he doesn't say that he's going to get he's going to get the drone.
3: And there could be two reasons for that either he's corrupt and paid off or it's a big part of their economy and they don't yeah. want to lose this job source. Right. So they And the cartels employ a lot of people. It's not a good thing, but that's the truth. And they pay them well. Right. So of course he's going to
1: say, "Hey, it's all on you guys. You guys are the customers, the consumers." So it goes back to our administration. Why shouldn't we be going in there and killing people. I don't care if it's an invasion, so what? That's what our military's for, to stop a threat. That's a threat, huge threat. Unless, uh, otherwise, you know, if you got kids, you really are on your own. You've got to figure out some way to convince them not to take a single pill uh, outside of uh, what, what oh, their yeah. doctors it's, prescribe.
3: Yeah, the Times did a story that if you go to Mexico and you buy... Drugs at Mexican pharmacies, there's a really good chance there's going to be fentanyl in it. And apparently, some American tourists are overdosing and dying. I'm not talking about here, I'm talking about because a lot. Well, what did we just learn last week? And a woman and her family went to Mexico to have a tummy tuck. So people have medical procedures in Mexico. A lot of people go there too because the drugs are a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So some of them are just going to Mexican pharmacies and they're ending up with pills full of fentanyl.
1: And the feds were first alerted. In the spring of 2019, by a California medical examiner, they found that a 29-year-old Brennan Harrell had died of a fentanyl overdose after he and a friend bought pills at a drugstore in Cabo San Lucas. Cabo, Deborah. don't get any prescriptions in Cabo. Did she go England. to Cabo? Yeah. Oh, yes. that's
3: where she got COVID.
1: That's where she got COVID.
3: See, it's a good thing she didn't go to the pharmacy and try to get a medication for it. She <laughs> might
1: have had fentanyl. Some pharmacies, including uh, several in Cabo, Are not only passing off fentanyl pills as legitimate oxycodone, but also selling meth tablets as Adderall. Oh, Adderall!
3: Yeah, that's a good one. So,
1: and and, and so, our the feds knew about it here in this country and uh, did nothing about it, and uh, didn't even alert the public. And then you have you have these fentanyl uh, pills showing up now in prescriptions in america i think in pennsylvania in the philadelphia area several people have died and they were taken from
3: legitimate pharmacies you're talking about buying them off of social media sellers um why well, it would scare me if they're coming from no, it you know, came, quote no, legitimate pharmacies i
1: think it came oh, i'm well, checked the story but All i right. think it came from legitimate pharmacies that somehow got into the supply
3: no oh, see that's what i'm afraid of right Not that I buy pills from pharmacies, but I mean that that's going to create a bigger problem, though, if that gets I think that's larger.
1: Yeah, I mean it's really bad,
3: and we're just standing around now. Why are we standing around? I wonder why that is. We should not stand around. John wants to send in drones and make smudges. Yeah, I I
1: think that uh, you know that that took care of the uh, terrorist problem to a large extent. All right,
3: we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeart Radio app.
1: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
3: Yeah, oh, repeating our big story, uh, three people had Robert Blake in the ghoul pool. Congratulations. (laughs) uh, Death was announced on Friday. That's a good pick. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we've covered murderers on this show for years. I mean, OJ's still walking around. but uh, Boy, I'm
1: waiting for that day.
3: That is going to be a big one. I remember mean, how many people pick O.J. in the Google every year. He was a big pick the first 10 years after the trial. But he's he's about 75 now, isn't he? He is. That is correct. He is around. Exactly. I think he is 75 years old.
1: And he I, should be going out soon.
3: I think he was born in, like, 1946 or something like that. Uh, all right. Let's uh, move to the audio that John mistook for a rush at the banks. Uh <laughs> Instead, it was uh, it looks like Venezuelans trying to get into the U.S. They were rushing the Paso del Norte Bridge in El Paso, Texas. It links Mexico to the U.S. And, you know, there is several theories about how to make your way into the U.S. Sneak your way where there's no Border Patrol agents and maybe they're the only one and kind of get into the unguarded, open. Another idea is to just uh, be in a crowd. and Make a rush. Here's what it sounded like. <laughs> Uh, apparently there was a sign on the bridge, which is, uh, Feliz Viage, which is, uh, happy travels. <laughs> now there was, there was some joker who
1: posted online the false story that if you just showed up at the border, they were going to let you in.
3: Oh, that's what prompted yeah, this. That's
1: what I heard on, on, uh, oh, it was
3: like a special sale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> special <laughs> offer. Show up today at the appointed time and you get into the U S easily. No questions on asked. Fox said that's that's where it originated. Was there a picture of, like, Biden? Was it in his Twitter account? <laughs> He's saying, come on in. Uh, honestly. So how many of these made it through? Do we know? It says they brought in reinforcements <laughs> and the Mexican military attempted to contain the incident on their side of the bridge. But I can't tell whether or not some people were able well, to make it into the scramble or, they, or they, what happened.
1: They ended up with a line of Mexican agents on the Mexican side of the border and then Border Patrol agents on the U.S. side of the border. So now you had to get through two hmm. lines of uh, guys with guns. Wow. No. So no. I, I think that, that that stopped the run.
3: This could have been like a concert stampede. This was dangerous, right? Because it says people in the back were telling people in the front, keep pushing forward.
1: Yeah, I know. No, you, you know, you
3: eventually could... someone loses their ability to breathe.
1: And there were, there were little kids in there. People brought their kids to get stomped in this uh, stampede.
3: Well, it's... You got to get into the U.S. It's important to make your move. Like you said, it was a but, special offer.
1: But you know, see, but see how quickly social media creates chaos. It's like somebody could post something about a bank bank run, right? Somebody posts something about, hey, the border's open today. Boom, there you go. I know, I know. It's going to be more of this. It's going to be a lot more of this. Everything's going to come. More ways
3: up. people connect through social media. So.
0: Conway's here. Hey now, hey now, hey now. You know, you guys were on the air, so you missed this, but I got to witness it. That. Um, Deborah Marks nail polishes vegan. That was the conversation in the hall. Yeah, <laughs> that would make that sense. Is, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> that. That is important <laughs> to know. Isn't that wild? <laughs> why, why are you out there in the hall? I don't know. I'm trying not Nothing to. Nothing good happens out there. are uh, you
3: sitting in that little waiting room there?
0: Yeah, you got it. In the bullpen, you got to sit in the on deck circle, take a couple swings before because you Because there's
3: up. like a chair for you in that little office they gave us, but we heard you don't go in there.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Wha- what? What? We're supposedly we share an office with
3: you. You've got a, um, so a shelf there, right, John? Isn't there a little shelf for him? A oh, yeah, thing? yeah, a little cabinet with your name. Your name is on it. Your no. name's on where?
0: it. Where? <laughs> <laughs> honest to God, I've never seen this place. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you on a trip. We haven't had an office since we moved down the hall a year and a no, half yeah, ago. Yeah, we have.
3: Yeah, it's a shared office. I think Handel's in there, too.
0: Oh, we I don't know where it is. <laughs>
3: Oh, John will show you. It's by the snack room. You you weren't invited?
0: I was not invited. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, We have uh, San Diego-based crypto bank uh, Silvergate announces a shutdown, uh, I I guess because of uh, Trump. And then uh, California's 11th atmospheric river coming this way. Mm, The 11th one. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Disney's famous Dole Whip. You know that thing? Everybody goes and gets the Dole Whip. It's coming to grocery stores. It's some sort of dessert treat, right? Yes, exactly. Like it you pineapple. pineapple. Yes, that's yeah, right. I've, I've that's seen right. It, yeah. And yeah. listen to this a record, sixty million Americans are now living with multi generational households. Grandma, Grandpa, mom and dad, kids, right? grandkids, the whole run. Wow. Wow. That that's kinda cool. I'd like to do that. Would you would you, no, like, you would Would you like to have all your brothers and... uh, I don't know. No. no I no. but 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 I don't know. I, I like living with my grandparents. I enjoyed that, you know. Anybody who's close to their grandparents, I think they're they're different than other people. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I, I really feel that way. Look, I know that some people never got an opportunity to meet their grandparents. I get that. I'm not including them. But if your grandparents were alive and you spent time with them and they were available and you made it a point to spend time with them, I, I think you're a so different person. On, on, for hmm. the most part, grandparents are not a-holes. That's right. Yes, yeah. They kind of lose it as they get older. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. grandparents, it's their second shot. Right, you know, and they That's don't want to. They don't want to screw it up again. <laughs> Plus, you know, whatever you know, however you treat their grandkids, uh, is a is also a message to the kids. You know, right. you treat the grandkids better, yeah, and then the, your kids get pissed that they didn't get treated like that. Yeah, ah, so right. it's, it's very complicated. But we'll we'll straighten it all out tonight. All right. All right. So anyway.
3: for now, I'm only going to buy vegan nail polish. Yeah, now. did I you mention
0: vegan me. nail polish? Vegan, vegan nail polish is important. It's called yes. Pure. Oh, he got the name too. Wow. But, yeah, look. You I, were out there for a long time. I know. He's a good listener. And you were listening. I almost cut myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: Very I got the feeling. Big <laughs> <laughs> dog. Conway's next. Yeah. Big dog. has got the news. KFI uh, live in the 24 hour KFI newsroom.
3: Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
0: Carol G. Juan Gabriel, Christina Aguilera.
2: What do these three have in common?
0: You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama?